Hello, everybody. Welcome to the world's greatest Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I'm your co-host, Mike Allen, as always. I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell, and today we're going to be taking a look at the Marvel graphic novel, The Amazing Spider-Man Parallel Lives. That's right. Actually, Josh, I'm going to correct you. It's Parallel Lives. This is the return of supervillain Parallel. We've been waiting for him to come back this whole time. Here he is, Parallel Lives. Okay, and joining... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's what I thought when I was 13 years old, and I was like... Who's parallel? Anyway, okay, I Bex was about Luthor. to say maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't recap this because I don't remember that at all. That's a huge joke, but that's absolutely something that it could do. Hi, a hundred percent. Thank you for joining us, Bex Luthor. You're welcome. I I am I'm so excited to see how parallel comes back to life. Me too. It's going to be a good one. And also joining us, special guest Pork Carrot, aka Bob. Thanks for joining us, Bob. Thanks for having me. Woo! Yeah. Uh, had you ever read Parallel Lives before this week? <laughs> I had not. I'd never heard of Parallel Lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Well, just for the, those keeping track, this is, I think, the fourth Spider-Man graphic novel we reviewed. And unfortunately, it'll be the last on Here Comes the Spider-Cast because we're only covering 80 Spidey. So the That's end right. is nigh, folks. So, yeah, mark it on your calendars. We'll be done soon. So, anyway, a million. I, I feel as though a Flip million to the page voices that says just soon cried and out. Circle it. What's that? Yeah, there you go. Okay. So, uh, Josh, you're going to tell us what the rough plot was of this thing. Right. And then, uh, and then we're going to review it. Okay. So, um, essentially, we're kind of getting a recap of uh peter parker and spider-man's origin and we're kind of going through the years and recapping some like important points in time um mainly revolving around mj and we're seeing this um almost uh through mj's eyes at times and we're kind of seeing how peter and mj had very similar lives growing up and how their destinies have always kind of been inter intertwined and it all leads up to uh their uh their marriage at the end of the, the book which is kind of like bringing us to present time in the comics uh in 89 as, well, as we're reading through right now so uh we see the origin of peter parker we kind of get a recap about his parents and how he lives with his aunt main and, and uncle ben we also see mj and uh her hard life growing up with an abusive father who is an alcoholic uh aunt may and uncle ben taking care of peter as he's growing up and uh mj always kind of uh seeing him through her window at her uh her aunt's house um as like the next door neighbor and they're kind of like going back and forth between uh their tough lives and how they're uh kind of similar and then we go full-on origin we see the spider bite we see the wrestling match we see peter building the costumes and developing the web technology and all that everybody's kind of familiar with it at this point uh we see mj as she leaves her house uh her uh as she's like watching spider-man on tv and kind of idolizing him uh we again see the death of uncle ben uh aunt uh 
MJ also has like, I think I might have skipped over it as I'm scrolling through this, but we also kind of see the recap of um, her sister getting pregnant and her not being there for her sister and kind of her regrets later on about that. Um, we see Spider-Man track down the, the man that killed Uncle Ben and uh, MJ is kind of like going away for school and partying a lot and kind of using this like fun girl like party aspect of her life as like a cover for kind of her pain uh, and what's going on with her personal life. We see Dr. Otto Octavius and we get a recap of his uh, origin as a scientist who is using uh, mechanical arms to conduct some sort of science experiment that goes wrong. He wakes up in the hospital and the uh, the arms are fused to his body and he kind of goes mad and becomes a supervillain. We go to part two in the graphic novel and we see uh, Spidey is fighting Craven and Craven ends up getting away. Uh, we see uh, MJ and Peter going back to their personal lives and their troubles going on. Uh, what else happens? Oh, Nothing. Aunt May gets <laughs> Aunt May gets sick because of a blood transfusion uh, that Peter donated his blood for, and she has like right. radio radioactive, radioactive like poison. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure if that's really a thing, but maybe it is. I don't know. Right. Uh, so uh, to to find a cure, he goes to Kurt Connors, and he kind of says that there's this thing called. Uh, there's like this iso or something like that isotope yeah there's some sort of like cure that can be uh, uh this thing that can be used it's supposed to like stop radiation and uh doctor it turns out that, that dr otto octavius is also in search for this and he steals all of this like iso from this lab so there's none left to cure aunt may so peter dons the spidey costume and tracks him down and we get that famous lifting the building uh, right. off of him scene as mm. you know that fight ensues he ends up getting some of this stuff and is able to help aunt may um uh, we see kind of like a montage of Sp Spider-Man fighting all of his like greatest foes, like Green Goblin and these other two fools that I've never heard of. Uh, <laughs> we see MJ. She's kind of struggling, always kind of thinking about Peter Parker and Spider-Man, because I think also, too, it's kind of retconned at this point that MJ saw Peter get home. And then Lee and then sees Spider-Man swinging away from Aunt May's house. So she kind of put it together earlier on that Peter was Spider-Man. So this whole time they've kind of, she's kind of been like thinking about Peter and Spider-Man and um, wanting to be with him. And then we see uh, uh, the reintroduction of MJ as it happens in the comics where she knocks on the door and she shows up and says her fav famous, like, face it, tiger. You just hit the jackpot line. It's kind of like retreading a little bit of a lot of the stuff that's happened in the comics. Right. Doc Gok eventually comes back and um, starts wreaking havoc again, 
threatens Aunt May. Uh, I think he ends up being defeated or runs away or something like that. And then we cut into the future and uh, we see Peter and MJ getting married. And uh, Dr. Otto Octavius uh, interrupts their like res- like their their after party at Aunt May's house and there's like a s- octopus robot that shows up and detonates and there's a piece of paper that's left behind that says Parker give me Spider-Man or watch your family die so he has no choice but to don the Spidey costume and go fight Doc Ock MJ's upset because it's their wedding night and he's kind of running off to go fight supervillains and she's kind of like is this really how it's going to be forever now uh, we see Doc Ock. He's built a new robotic costume. That's like an ultimate octopus suit. And we see that he's developed this bomb with this isotope thing that he was searching for earlier on. And essentially, it's this radioactive bomb that is filled with this stuff that eats radioactive material so when the explosive goes off all of new york will be dead but the earth will not have any like radioactive poisoning in it so he is still able to rule the place that used to be new york uh safely (laughs) i guess (laughs) anyway anyways zvidey ends up tricking doc ock into puncturing a hole into his underwater lab and it floods and Spider-Man and Doc Ock are fighting each other underground when the bomb uh, eventually explodes and um, we don't see Doc Ock again. Spidey comes home. He uh, re, uh, reconnects with MJ. She, they kind of, he kind of fills her in on what happened and then they live happily ever after. So before we say anything else, we should confirm mm-hmm. that this is kind of a greatest hits. Mm-hmm or summary of Peter and Mary Jane's entire lives. M- many of the scenes that you mentioned are recreations. Like, for example, the scene mm-hmm. where Spider-Man lifts up the whatever and breaks out. That's like an exact frame-by-frame frame recreation of a, a sequence by Steve Ditko, right? There's yeah. other famous scenes that I personally recognize. Now, I've read a lot of Spidey comics, but I haven't read all of them. So for all we know, this entire thing, right, is just kind of recreated from other scenes. But without footnotes or end notes we don't i don't know exactly what's what right but it it is also rewriting history a little bit because we saw when we reviewed 80s spidey that um when spider-man revealed his identity or sorry when peter parker reveals it revealed his identity to mary jane in i think the 250s or 260s she was like oh i always knew you were spider-man which is a mm-hmm. retcon so right. now in this book i believe this is the point where they try to say that she knew basically from the beginning in Amazing yeah. Fantasy 15, which is, I think, a little bit of a stretch, but we'll talk about that later. But um, other than that, we have Jerry Conway, who's, you know, the writer of Spectacular and Webb, who's a solid writer, uh, kind of weaving this all together. And we have Alex Saviuk, who's the artist of Webb, who now we know why he's missed three issues of Webb, because he's been drawing this, because mm-hmm. it came out chronologically at the same time that we're reviewing these comics. Okay. So... Knowing all that and what they're trying to do, I want to know where the hell is Parallel? He didn't show up at all. I've been waiting this whole 64 pages, but whatever. Uh, We'll talk about that later. But Bob, why don't you tell us what your first impression is of this comic? uh, My first impression was I really like the art. Okay. Um, 
the story, I mean, the story just is what it is. It's a lot of just recap of things we already know mostly. But I thought the art was great. Okay. He obviously spent a lot of time on it, a lot of detail. He ca- captured that early early 60s vibe, or I guess mid-60s, whatever. Yeah. And kind of transitioned more and more into newer and newer art style. So I, I thought the art was fantastic. So I guess that's my first impression. Yes, and I agree. I think Alex Savick is a great artist. When he does web, he's inked by Keith Williams, who's a decent inker, but this is definitely better. This is like clearly taking a step up. And, um, you know, at this time, Marvel was flooding the market with graphic novels to kind of drown out the independents. Um, and some people might complain that this didn't deserve to be a graphic novel, but I think that I, at the very least, they were putting a little bit of extra effort into this. So I think you're, you're definitely right. The art is great. Uh, Josh, what's your first impression of this? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, uh, there, There's definitely parts where I kind of started to like skim a little bit just because You've read we've it seen, <laughs> yeah, we've seen Uncle Ben's death. We've seen the origin. Um, I'm not sure at the time if this was like really common to see um, kind of like chronologically what happens to spider-man you kind of just have to like pick up an issue and you pick up the pieces of his origin because i'm assuming amazing fantasy 15 or whatever it was was not very common to actually have to get the origin so it's kind of like where yeah wherever you piece it in from flashbacks in regular issues so i bet you this was really great to grab this and be able to see kind of the history of Spider-Man and how everything came to be uh, both with him and his origin and with MJ and kind of catch everybody up, get everybody up to speed about kind of their relationship and what's been going on leading up to their marriage. And then now what's going on in the comics or then what then was going on in the comics. So uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty well done. I thought the recapping was, uh, kind of nice that it was like things that we had kind of kind of seen before but done in a little bit of a different way the important things that are like very iconic like mj knocking on the door or him lifting the building up in the rain is like kind of shot for shot so everybody can kind of get that same feeling from when it originally happened um without having to just reprint issues right right so yeah, I know I really uh I enjoyed this this one. The art's really great. Um it was also kind of nice to reintroduce Doc Ock. I have a feeling that this is a new Doc Ock story that it was made for the graphic novel. And we kind of see the parallel of Peter and MJ and how their relationship is very similar, but also how Spider-Man and Doc Ock's relationship uh is kind of parallel but um how doc ock kind of went into the opposite direction as spider-man where this like bad thing happened to him and he chose to use that power for evil and kind of see his descent into a bad guy and he develops this uh explosive device as 
Spider-Man is developing who he is as a superhero and seeing him kind of like become the hero and him become like the ultimate villain. Um, even the like that protein or whatever that he's stealing that is supposed to save Aunt May is the same thing that is supposed to like help build the bomb. It's kind of nice to see that it like it's something small, but it was like this thing that uh, he had been building up throughout the years, so it's kind of like you know just sprinkled in. Yeah, no, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty fun and surprisingly a good read for having seen this so many times. Right. Okay. Bex Luthor, what's your impression of Parallel Lives? Uh, no, I I loved it. Um, I agree with everything Josh said. I thought it was a great like just like recap of everything that's been going on, and because it wasn't just four issues ago we learned that uncle ben died and now we're retelling uncle ben dying again and it was like its own self-contained thing it was definitely a lot better than sometimes when they i understand not everyone reads every issue but when you talk about uncle ben dying five issues in a row i'm like okay i get it um and the best part of this whole thing is getting that mary jane introspective because you really learn so much more about her and it's right. like it's like this is what's happening to Spider-Man, but you know all that. But mm-hmm. while this was happening to Spider-Man, this is what was happening to Mary Jane, and how that like is very on the opposite side of what was going on with Peter at the time. So it's really I like I like it a lot. I like the the Mary Jane centric stuff when it's just like really putting a, a character to her, and she's just not Peter's wife or Peter's girlfriend. It's like oh. This woman had an entire life before Spider-Man, and it influences her current life. Like, that's that's great stuff. Um, yeah, I think the Doc Ock stuff, it could have been anybody, really, right? Like, Sure. I don't, it, it didn't necessarily need to be Doc Ock, but I like him in this a lot, and it's nice that they, they made sure to be like, don't, don't forget, he liked Aunt May for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget about that. Um... <laughs> No, is I don't really have anything bad to say. It's it's gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, the recreations are fantastic, like the Mary Jane splash mm-hmm. page. Obviously, I love all the wedding stuff. It's great. Um, I love that it doesn't like go too much into certain things. Like we don't even talk about Gwen's death. Really, it's just like oh, she's died, and that's it. I was like, thank God, because this isn't about <laughs> Peter's other love interests. It's about Peter's life with Mary Jane. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, Josh mentioned, where was, where, what page was that? When, when there's like a montage of Peter oh, his, fighting like, other villains. Bad guys. Yeah. Uh, it's, in, it's in uh, the third, sorry, the second chapter i believe the second chapter yeah it's some sort of spider-man like, montage right at the end of the second chapter I'm trying to find it's that like, um it's a few pages two before encounters. yeah i don't so have the page number but on digital i'm trying to find it digital page actually it's the same page numbers as the comic um wow i can't I can't find it yeah it's it's above it's a few pages above when mj goes to see Peter and says the hit the jackpot tiger line. It was before that? Yeah, a couple of pages before. Yeah, okay, I see it, I see it. It's when her Mary Jane's mom yeah. dies. Yeah. 
Um. Oh, he's fighting Green Goblin and Master Planner. Sure. Is it Master Planner just or, Doc Ock? Wait, wait, no. The guy with the purple, I think, is the Crime Master. Okay. And then the guy with like the robot eye, I don't know who the hell the that robot is. Robot monocle, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Um, they they pick two characters that nobody knows. Even at the time, these aren't characters in the comics currently. Right. No, they're, they're definitely like probably big at that time. Um Okay, oh, so Oh, it's um Oh, it's it's Meteor Man, but he's the looter now. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. <sighs> Okay, so here's the thing. Of course. Of course it's the looter. Everyone knows the looter. Um, so here's the thing. I, I, I did enjoy reading this, and it, I pretty much followed exactly, Josh, what you said. I, I skim read some parts, but I enjoyed the art. I enjoyed the writing. But here's my question, and I, I mentioned this when we, we talked about it before. What does everyone think about the retcon of Mary Jane always knowing that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? I like it. Bex Luther, it, go ahead. It okay. ties their destinies together. A lot. It's very comic booky. Is it dumb? Yes, but I like it. I think it's cute. I think it adds so much more to Mary Jane being so distrusting and non-committal towards her relationship to Peter because she's always known that he just throws himself into danger. Mm-hmm. Like, so she's even before she went on a date with him, she was like, "I'm gonna fall in love with this guy, and he's gonna break my heart because something's gonna happen." And she's always known that, and I think that's romantic hmm. okay i think it's crap anyway bob what I, do you I like think? it <laughs> uh, it just do don't bob? get it <laughs> i just personally it's like okay some retcons are good some retcons are bad but to me once peter parker reveals his identity you have an opportunity for surprise shock whatever but instead it's oh i already knew i i, I knew the whole time how is that an improvement i, I don't know how is that i better? don't i don't like necessarily that they retconned it but seeing this on its own uh-huh. i think works really well like it works really really good in the story i think sure. it doesn't make sense that they had to go back and retcon it like it's pointless yeah. but i think it really works for this story especially seeing their lives and how they parallel each other and mm-hmm. um like bex was saying like her mistrust of of peter and like not wanting to open up, but always being curious about Spider-Man and Peter. It also makes sense why, like, she is so interested in Peter Parker. Right. Um, so, yeah, I I think um, I like it in this issue. It, did it need to be done and retconned? Definitely not, but okay. it works here. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, Bob, what do you think? Uh, kind of a combination of the two. As I read it, as I read it, I didn't like it, but. The more I read the issue, I kind of realized it's, it's just a retelling of the Spider-Man story. It doesn't have to be the official story. I don't know if they made it the official story. It sounds like they probably did. But in my head, it was like, okay, this is just kind of a fun retelling of the Spider-Man story. So in that sense, I agree. It, it works in this story. So I became okay with it the more I read of the story. Okay. But at first, I was like, no, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so here's... I, go sorry. I was going to say, I really like how it reflects off of Peter's past relationships because Gwen was in love with Peter but never knew Spider-Man. Felicia was in love with Spider-Man but didn't wasn't in love with Peter. And Mary Jane is in love with both halves of Peter and she always has been. Right. And like, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> okay, well, here's the here's the other question is, 
Alan Moore, everyone knows Alan Moore, he once said that Marvel kind of was, as I mentioned earlier, flooding the market with graphic novels. Because for anyone that doesn't know, graphic novel today, people use it as a term for anything that's a good comic book. Like Walking Dead is a graphic novel, <laughs> but X-Men is a comic book, right? But back in those days, graphic novel meant, uh, you know, um, like glossy format, um, you know, standalone story, uh, usually creator owned, um, kind of like competing with novels or like movies or whatever. Um, but Marvel saw this market and decided to flood the market with their own graphic novel series. And they released one every month. And sometimes they would take comics that were meant to be regular comics, like say New Mutants number one. And they're like, okay, add in a few pages. It will make it a graphic novel. And it became Marvel graphic novel number, I think four or five. That was the first appearance of the New Mutants. And so this, my question is, did this story justify a graphic novel on shiny paper? And by the way, this was not published as a regular size comic. This was like about, you know, Rolling Stone magazine size graphic novel. Oh, so did this book justify that format? Uh, Bob, what do you think? I mean, justify is a vague word there. No, but considering that <laughs> what I pulled this up, they made what seventy of these graphic novels. Something sure, like that. It's, yeah. I'm sure it's better than half of whatever they did. Probably more than that. <laughs> but I mean, just so that's where it's like, what does justified mean? If they if they'd made ten, probably not. But they made so many. This one's got to be better than most. Maybe, maybe. So I don't know. I've, I've only read the the only other one I've ever read is the New Mutants one. So I don't know. Uh, I don't that, think I've ever read any of the others. I mean, the new Mutants was pretty good, but have you read Dreadstar? Have you read? <laughs> let's see. No. Call Has the anybody... Veil of Shadow, Black Widow, The Coldest War. There's many, many where that came from. Anyway. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Bex Luther, what do you think? Does this justify the format? In the era that it was printed in, I'd say absolutely, because this is Peter Parker's origin, basically with extra content. And in a world where reprints are not yet a thing, or you cannot just download the digital copy and, and read comic books that are now costing thousands and hundreds and thousands of dollars, definitely. Like, if you were a kid in the 80s, this might be the first time mm -hmm. you would get to pick up and read Spider-Man's origin in its entirety. Like, you can get bits and pieces up, like we were saying, throughout reading the comics, but this is like... This would be like your holy grail as a Spider-Man fan if you were like ten years old and you're like, "This is all. This is what happened. This oh, is all." Oh, for of sure, it. for sure. So I think, in that sense, this makes more sense than a lot of the other graphic novels that they published that could have just been one to two issue arcs in just regular comics. This makes more sense because it's like its own thing, and it's like this is this is it, plus mm -hmm. extra Mary Jane and some Doc Ock stuff. Josh, what I do mean, you like, think? Oh, oh, go ahead, Becca. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I liked our, the other graphic novel we read, too. The, the the Hooky one. That's still one of my favorite things I've ever read. Mm. Yeah. Um, we did two, right? We did Hooky and... Oh, there's it was probably bad. That's why I can't remember. What was the other one? Uh, it was really Spirits early of the on. Earth. Spirits of the Earth. Remember that? Nope. No, the <laughs> name isn't ringing a bell. What happened in that one? I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, well, wasn't, that the, wait, uh, wasn't that the one where he had, he went on some dreamland adventure? 
Remember that? Oh, there was like a wizard and children yeah. and stuff. Yes. I think Doctor Strange was in it. I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, that Ooh. one, not worth it. This one, sure. Maybe okay. we should have been a little more stingy with the graphic novels we were producing, but since when has Marvel ever been stingy about anything? That's true. Including now. <laughs> so apparently the difference between a comic and a graphic novel is uh, the comics are serialized. So it's a ongoing story between issue and issue and a graphic novel is supposed to be something that is self-contained. Well, so yes, that was the former definition, but nowadays uh, people will say that like, like, like I used walking dead, like they'll say walking dead is a graphic novel. Cerebus is a graphic novel. Um, basically they'll say anything that's considered good is a graphic novel. Um, but if you go by the 80s definition, you're right. It's all, it's almost like saying movie and TV show, right? A graphic novel is a self-contained uh, thing that exists on its own. And a, t and a comic book is like a TV show, serialized, pumped out every month, right? So th that's probably a better definition. Because there are good TV shows and there are good monthly comics, right? Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, Bob, sure. What do you think, Bob? Do you know what the difference is between a graphic novel and a comic book? <laughs> I mean, what Josh said, I think, is entirely right. I, your point is valid. That's what people have been kind of saying, but they're definitely wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. To right. me, a graphic novel is a single contained story. It is a novel in graphic form. Right. Yeah. Serialized issues are not graphic novels. They may be collected into like trade paperbacks and some people might try to call that a graphic novel, but that's not what it is. Right. It's just a collection. But okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're right. A lot of people is like, if it's, I think your your analysis of a good comic book is called a graphic novel. That's that's the demarcation line. If somebody says, oh, this is, this is nearing some hoity-toity concept of art, I don't know, then it becomes a graphic novel, which doesn't make any sense. Exactly, exactly. So I guess our final question is, do we recommend this graphic novel? Uh, Josh, do you recommend this? Sorry, somebody was revving their engine outside my house. Oh, okay. So I muted. <laughs> I thought you were say uh, someone was rubbing your leg, and I hope it's your no, dog. But. No. Uh, yeah, I would recommend this to anybody who wants to get into reading Spider-Man, uh, specifically 80 Spider-Man comics. Uh, it's a great introduction to the character and its origin and, and catches you up to what's going on around this time. Um, the art is great. I think it's better than any other form of his origin that I've read in a while. Um, maybe besides Spider-Man life story. This is, I think, the the best origin of Spidey in the comics. Okay, I've Bex read. Luther. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely read it. Um, kind of wish we would have read this before we did 150 <laughs> episodes of a podcast. <laughs> it, it's, it does summarize it all real neat and pretty. Uh, but, um, no, absolutely. This is, I think this, if anyone's interested in 80s or prior Spider-Man, this is recommended reading. Just as like a, hey, heads up, this is kind of what happens now. You can read 90s Spider-Man. Like, mm. I mean, there are lots of 80s comics that I would recommend that people do read if they're interested in Spider-Man. But if they're interested in just starting at the wedding, the marriage, 
the the like starting at the late 80s early 90s this is a great way to just jump in right because there's a lot of spider-man comics yes there are <laughs> this mm-hmm. is condensing like 300 issues of amazing however many of peter parker and spectacular spider-man um all everything spider-man related up to this point basically into a neat little package of you to go okay now you you know the gist of it and you can read spider-man and i think more comic books should do that like i know there's a lot of little because like there's so much history right? right that's the big thing with so many people we hear about like reading comic books is they have no idea where to start because they're like do i start reading in the 60s do i start reading in the 80s do i start reading the modern stuff like i don't know what to read so just like read stuff like this and then start off wherever you want right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Agreed. also it's beautiful it's absolutely stunning good it's like the best art he's ever done Alex so Savick will be happy to hear that uh, i mean it's I'm not usually like usually his art it's fine but this is he's like shining right like this is an achievement in comic book art sweet am I not wrong yeah I yeah. agree I agree <laughs> uh Bob just, just the shots of Peter I'm sorry yeah. go ahead well no I was gonna I'm say done. you know what and the thing is is this also shows how someone can benefit from having a little bit of extra time to spend on their art right well they're not trying to just pump it out for a deadline right yeah no exactly because mm-hmm. yeah. there's just like those reshots of Mary Jane or the, mm-hmm. the Peter pull it, pushing up the building are fantastic. Hey, Bob. Yeah, pretty much for all the reasons Beck said. It's a great recap. And even if you don't, you're not planning on just jumping in somewhere. It's just, it's a fun little recap of things you probably know of, but it's a retelling of it, basically. Right. And the art is spectacular. That's That's what I would say. It's worth it, even if you don't read it. It's worth it just to look at all the art because it's just it's great. Okay, now and I do recommend this comic. I didn't I didn't think it was a masterpiece, but it's definitely a nice summary. Like it's almost like like Becca said that you could read this first to kind of get like a overall um, picture of everything and then dive into the rest of the stuff. Um, but for those that are looking for more Spider-Man graphic novels, we did mention um, Hooky and Spirits of the Earth. And I looked up the Marvel graphic novel novel series, which goes until 75. There's one more Spider-Man graphic novel coming, and that's uh, Fear Itself. So try to check that out. It's co-written by Jerry Conway and Stan Lee, if you can believe that, with art by 70s legend Ross Andrew, who drew Amazing Spider-Man after Gil Kane left, I think. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. I've never read it. But I've got it on my list now, so I'm going to read that for sure. Um, yeah, we want to thank Bob for joining us. Thank you, Bob, mm. so much for uh, coming out this week. Of course. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I always well, like showing up. For sure. We'll definitely have you on again in the near future. We want to thank Bex Luther for joining us. You're welcome. It's nice that when we have a guest, the comic's good this time. That's yeah, right. I did appreciate that. It's a rarity. Sure. <laughs> it's a rarity on the show. And, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, sometimes it ends up not being so great. Like we had no guests during Craven's last hunt at all, so that was fun. No, we and did. Then, we had Tim did we? Gerard from Border City, remember? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. His only appearance, and he's like, "This, this is great. They read amazing comics." On I know. This like, no, we don't. We don't actually. <laughs> no, we read Secret Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jim Shooter at a convention when? Like, last weekend. He s- was at London Cock. What? Really? Yeah, oh no one was god, at his table. I would have gone. Oh my god. He was just like sitting there. Nobody was there. And I was like, 
I I said too many mean things about this man on the internet. I can't say. <laughs> <hello to him. laughs> wow. Looks great though. Dang, I wish I was there. Anyway, all right. Well, anyway, thank you so much, Josh. You can take it from here. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, it really helps when you leave us a review or leave us a comment. You can find us anywhere. You can find podcasts. You can also find us on our Facebook or Twitter page or on our website at comicbooksindicate.com. Uh, please let us know what you guys think about the issues we're talking about. Uh, let us know what you guys think a graphic novel is versus a comic book. We'd love to hear about that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, keep in touch. Uh, next week, Mike and I are going to be talking about another three episodes from the uh, 90s Spider-Man cartoon, so look forward to that. And, uh, yeah. That's right, and until next <laughs> Monday, Spider-Friend! Go for it! <laughs>